This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield, and joining me this week are Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And Justin Davis. Hey, everybody. And we have and a great Gamera. And <laughs> Gamera and Godzilla and Baby Godzilla. And we've got a great show for you this week, <laughs> despite the fact that there are still no new games coming out, despite the fact that it's a very slow news week. That just means I have to get creative and lean on you, the viewers and the listeners, a little bit more and your emails. And that's just what I've done going to be a great show. We're going to talk about uh, some notable games that are uh, celebrating anniversaries this week. We've got some uh, uh, insider info on uh, Video Game 20 questions. Someone has been re-listening to all of them and has all sorts of data oh, on, right. your, on your win rates mm-hmm. and who has won the most games and, and uh, how many games we've uh, doubled up on and that sort of thing. We're wow. going to go over all that. Mm-hmm. It's good. But first, uh, <clears throat> PlayStation announced this week they are offering 10 more games for free to PlayStation players. Uh, that's starting uh, next week on March 25th. The 10 games are Abzu, The Witness, Justin, Into the Gungeon, <laughs> Damon, Subnautica, Res Infinite, Moss, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Paper Beast, and Thumper. And then starting on April 19th, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be available to download for free. Um, so that's it's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool um, initiative. How does that work? How does the freeness work? They're free. They're free to download uh, for uh, the first nine games are until April 22nd. And Horizon Zero Dawn is available until May 14th. And I don't think you, I don't, as, as I understand it, you don't lose them ever if you download them. They're free games now. You just, you just got to beat them real fast. No, you don't have to. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna, excited for Moth. Even though it's a VR game only, yeah, I think? I, okay. It's a PSVR game. Yeah. 
and I've always wanted to play it. And what's stopping me is not that I don't want to purchase it, but I don't have a PSVR headset. But I, I'm probably going to look into that because that reminded me that I wanted to play that game. It's about a mouse. Yeah. It's actually not a moss. Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Are you actually thinking about getting PSVR? Because uh, well, you wait we, for PSVR two. I can. I have recently arranged uh, ours at work, so I know how to access them now. Gotcha. I mean, every single one of those games is a banger. Even the smaller ones, like, you know, Thumper is uh, mm-hmm. incredible, actually. Um, so, yeah, there's not a game that you listed off. Like, Res Infinite is also... Oh, there oh he goodness. is. <laughs> uh, I lost what I was saying. Oh, good video games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're all really good. Like Res Infinite's really good. Thumper's mm-hmm. really good. The Witness, uh, for my money, is might be the greatest puzzle game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, so yeah, man, what a collection! It's, yeah, it's just I'm. It's nice that they're adding all these games for free and that they're all of high quality. I vouch for Into the Gungeon. Uh, it's a really mm-hmm. fun pixel art style roguelike game. It's actually one of the more popular uh, roguelike games out there, I believe. Um, Tina, do any of these particularly stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are spot on in saying like there's there's a variety of like smaller to mid tier to to the more giant uh, Horizon Zero Dawn type of games. Though they all seem appealing, especially the the free ninety nine price point over there. Um, and as far as I understand it, it it's like a it's sort of a mo- motivation because it's around their play at home um, yeah. program that they're adding to. So it's it's a nice motivation to pe- for people like you've got things for you to do at home even though you know you're trapped in there and you can't do a lot out there so yeah yeah, i would i would replay because i never actually finished horizon zero dawn so i would replay with the complete edition that's exactly the one that jumped out at me um like as amazing as the witness and res and thumper are like you know they're not games that i'm super interested in going back to right now but i played probably 20 hours of horizon like a lot Mm -hmm. of it but Mm -hmm. that game's really Mm -hmm. big you, you know so um do, Damon, do you know? I don't know if you have the news in front of you. Is it? Is there any PS5? Anything about it? Like, what are you actually downloading when you? I think it's just the you know the complete edition of the game. I don't think it, it's a specific PS5 version yet. I haven't heard. But it's still. It. Yeah, it, still it was very a very pretty. pretty. It was a very pretty game on PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll replay. You beat Horizon Zero Dawn, Sam, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I would be vaguely interested in the whatever is in the complete edition extras but i don't know that game is is took like such a high level of combat skill that like i can't i can't i know i can't really hop back into it and um yeah and i got bored with what i played in that game what i'd like to do is like there is like towards the end there was um some pretty like high level dino dino fights that were really cool and by that point, those got those got great, and I really liked that part of it. And then they just ran out, and I was like, "Well, everything else is is talking to villagers and running across the desert. Everything else." So I wasn't I wasn't interested in doing that. And there was a lot more story and stuff like that there. But yeah, beat the game. Uh, maybe maybe this uh, Frozen Waste would be worth playing though when it's mm-hmm. out. Um, the original name of that game was Dino Fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Fats. Dino Wars with a Z? Yeah. <laughs> I do, but what was NES it? Game. That was an it's, NES it's game. A, it, it's a bad NES game. Yeah, it's like about robot dinosaurs. I mean, that elevator pitch sounds great. I know. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to revisit Horizon Zero Dawn because at the time, I like Justin. I probably played fifteen and twenty hours, and then got sucked into Breath of the Wild, and then I, I, I couldn't get past 
how uh, Horizon felt more limited. Like you, you can't climb anything. You can't go absolutely anywhere. So it'd be interesting to revisit that game four years out from both of them and see if that still is a bother to me or not. I don't know. Yeah, Horizon's really interesting because in some ways it's so incredibly like the combat is really non-standard and really original and innovative and fresh and they deserve every ounce of praise in the world for what they did. But then uh, other elements of the game and its design are extremely conventional Mm -hmm. and normal. And like even the dialogue felt behind the times of just these two characters rigidly standing there talking to each other. Um, uh, It's worth playing just for its vision for like one versus giant combat. Um, But, but I don't know, like all the human versus human stuff was quite a bit less interesting to me. Yeah. It stinks that uh, every, I mean, this is a negative way to say this, but uh, every game that's come out since then, I was really hoping it'd be more like Breath of the Wild, but it's more like Horizon. And I'm not, not saying that that's a, hmm. you know, that's a bad thing for Horizon because I think Horizon did good, but like we, Breath of the Wild did not have the influence I thought it would have. Um, although except like Assassin's Creed is more like Breath of the Wild. They haven't come yeah, climbing. Like yeah. You can climb stuff in, in a, at least it allows you to like, just go in a straight line all the time. That's what yeah. I like about games. Yeah. Is that when it's yeah. like, well, I'm, I'm I'm definitely not going around this mountain or this building. No. I'm just going to go up and over it, even if it takes more time. That's my yep. call. But yep. uh, that's but that's Horizon, me playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, exactly with the horse, right? But yep. doesn't like Genshin Impact, one of the most popular games of the year, considered yeah, to be a, almost direct <laughs> ripoff? Yeah. That's so the there's one. An influence. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> there's a in Horizon. The thing that drove me crazy after playing Breath of the Wild was that uh, you'd go to the edge of like a plateau, and the thing you needed was up on the pl- top of the plateau, mm-hmm. and oh. to get up there. You'd have to go on a switchback, like in reality, yeah. you know, and just go like so long up this path to get up to the top. And then there's just like, oh, it's bad, bad gameplay. And um, and then between those levels, it might be like, you know, face height. But your character can't vault up them or anything like that. Yeah. It's just invisible walls. And, you know, I think, you know, you know what the game did that pretty good in balance is Red Dead. I was never annoyed with traversal on Red Dead because you can be real dumb and get places in Red Dead. I like that about it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Horizon was too limited. Um, anyway, it is cool to get all these 10 games for free. The first nine, the, the more indie games are available next week, May, March 25th, and then Horizon comes April 19th. Earlier today, Square Enix, or I'm sorry, Square Enix, as I, uh, as oh, I guess I have to start saying it now, because that's how uh, the announcer was saying Hey, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is now. Now, after I heard that, I think that would be the way a Japanese speaking person would pronounce it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stick with it. I'm gonna try to say Square Enix from now on. But they held the, held a presentation, a Nintendo Direct style presentation today. That was pretty underwhelming to me. I don't know if yeah. anyone else felt differently. Well, I just hold on. Okay, <laughs> okay. Square e- Enix comes from the word Phoenix, and we the don't what? say Phoenix. That's Enix, where it comes how, from. How do you know that? How do we know that? I mean, look it up. That's where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. <laughs> like the square, square Enix name in particular? One second. Well, one second. originally there was just Enix. And then they merged okay. with Squaresoft, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, it's on, it's, this, uh, this is what I read before, too. This is on the Wikipedia page. It says, the name Enix is a play on the words Phoenix, a mythical bird, that is reborn from its own ashes, and the ENIAC, okay. a, a tube-based, tube-based old uh, digital computer, which is really cool. Hmm. Maybe that could be ENIAC. 
I, I've well, always heard okay. Eniac. This is also like the gif yeah. gif argument. Like, do you go with the original yeah, yeah, creator's intent, or do you go with how it's sort of been modernized into current language yeah. and pronunciation? Mm-hmm. I mean, Square. Now that they're combined too, and and it's been forty years, they're welcome to well, call themselves whatever they want. I suppose now it's Square Enix. I guess so. All right. We're, we're on board with you, Damon. Well, but now after hearing Sam's explanation, now I think it makes good. I think oh, you're back to GIF? Yeah, that makes more sense. No, I'm, I was never GIF. It's always GIF. Well, then then philosophically, you got to go with Square Enix. No. That's I, the modernized <laughs> version, apparently. No. It's just killing us, you, Tina. It's tearing yeah. us apart. Yeah. <laughs> why are you, doing, why are you doing this, Tim? I think I'll donate some money to uh, a, a local orphanage. When pigs fly... <laughs> Can you be donating that money now? No, I'd still yeah. prefer not. <laughs> uh, I thought Forspoken looks cool. That was their like one more thing at the very end. Uh, if we don't know a lot take, about it. It's going to take more repetition to that to get me to remember that name. Forspoken. <laughs> uh, don't know much about it yet. Uh, a, a, a woman has either entered another world where there are dragons or dragons have entered her world. And then there's mm-hmm. lots of really fast traversal around uh, around yeah. the environments. That's what I got for it. But it looked very pretty. Could be cool. I don't know. Hey, tw- the uh, the um, uh, te- what do you call it? The teaser that the cinematic CG stuff for Outlanders is like really cool. Yeah, and yeah, then that, that cool. game does not look like a game I would ever play. Yeah, not it's not a Danny game. I don't think. But no, isn't it coming to PS Great Plus? Did I, did I dream that? No, uh, Game Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, Forspoken is coming 2022 and it's being developed for PS5 and PC. That was the one thing that stood out to me. Let's look back a little bit. This week in gaming history, there are five no games, uh, five notable games celebrating an anniversary this week. Let's begin with one year ago today. When we're um, recording this Thursday, March 18th, what what game was released one year ago today? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Oh, it's not going to be that because I was going to say Doom Eternal. <laughs> but you're right. But you're right. They did come out the oh, same day, didn't they? I don't know if they came out the same day, but maybe Doom Eternal came no, out. No, I, I think they yeah. did come out the same day. There are all those memes that. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, about the Doom Slayer and uh, whoever that animal thing That's is right. from we animal did that, um, so disrespectful. we did that amazing uh homepage takeover with our mm-hmm. original art that's right our, of course yeah. doom versus course. animal crossing yeah, yeah. and but I'm, it's not, I'm, it's I'm not versus yeah it's it's I've, doom I've locking hands with animal crossing yeah yeah because mm-hmm. we they both got nines right you were you reviewed animal crossing uh sam right give that in i don't notes. recall that okay <laughs> one day you're gonna look up you're gonna find out you did <laughs> There was a discussion on the uh, the Facebook group for a GameScoop Facebook group about Mario Party, uh, Super Mario Party for the Switch, and uh, I was I read a couple comments before I realized they were talking about me being the reviewer, (laughs) and I was like, oh, that was me. Yeah, I gave it a seven point three. Remember those scores? Oh, so it was a couple years ago now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that was two two years now. I think almost to the month that we have had that score change. Oh, no, we did that on the January 1st of the year, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think there she right. is. There she is. She she heard you talking about Animal Crossing, so <laughs> she decided to cross. <laughs> yeah, so both uh, Doom Eternal Animal Crossing one year ago, and that's also like when we started working from home and recording this from home. 
Yeah, all I did about the most same time. of my production on Animal Crossing at work. Yeah. I did like my VO booth recording and everything, and I did all my capture in in the office. And then I came uh-huh. home and assembled those parts. And not only that, but I did a lot of my game playing, you know, in the time leading up to that. And um, by the time I got home, I was, I, I, you know, I was pretty sure that that game would be the biggest thing in the world. And I was really happy when it was. Yeah, one of my last pictures in the office is of, of a bunch of the guides team huddled around a bunch of the Animal Crossing villager cards yeah. uh, yep. that they had collected together. So it was, it was definitely that momentous turn in history. And for me personally, I moved to Austin at that time and had no, no internet for three days, but I had Animal Crossing. So yeah, right. saved me for sure. Three-fourths of us have moved in the last year. Mm-hmm. I yeah. bought um, a, a, there's four series of those card packs and, animal, and they were mainly used for Pocket Camp at the time, I believe, or maybe the 3DS. I don't know what they're for, but they were going to work with the, 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 you know, the switch game. And so for the guides team, I'd bought a, 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 like a, you know, what you'd put in the baseball card store, a case, a carton of those for each of them with like a little display thing. And so we had to crack them all open and then organize them to see like on the ground, like, you know, what they were. And then we were all out of the office and every day that I went back there uh, there was that blanket on the floor. We put put them this big blanket and uh, laid these all out. And they were there for you know we we did some packing up eventually, and and I packed those up. But it was there for most of this entire shutdown. It was the spookiest. Like Miranda and Casey and everybody that sat around us we had evaporated, you know, into nothing. Yeah. Seen there, it was crazy. The leftovers. Yeah, Miranda took our skeleton though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eventually, yeah. <laughs> And well, we uh, didn't take our skeletons. <laughs> I have Ricardo. Of, I have Ricardo. What about what about Aww. the potatoes? No, that's. I mean, oh yeah, what happened to that? Yemen, Yemen, yeah, Yemen yeah, has yeah. this. I mean, as far as I know, and Ricardo, those growing. were those are packed in our in our desk area stuff because I had that like gaming station that I packed up. Mm-hmm. I think they're in there as a joke, and I hope they don't melt and destroy everything. <laughs> oh boy, that's what I recall. But I don't recall reviewing Animal Crossing. <laughs> You know, the important stuff. So, I mean, that must mean we're at the year anniversary of us recording from home. Like this, either this episode or next yeah. week, probably. Yeah. Right? So it's been just about be. 50 episodes of GameScoop from home. Ooh, my first setup was I was sitting on the floor and I had my projector project the GameScoop logo oh, behind me. Right. Yeah. I wonder what mine was. I think I did it down here. I think I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've, you've had the like the ultimate background from day one. I didn't have like, can- we all got our camera equipment and lights. Is this an interesting conversation for everybody? It's good catching <laughs> up with you all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the viewers and the uh, listeners have been with us through this whole journey, right? So I think it's, I think it's worth the transition of our background. And that brings us to minutes. what we had for lunch today. <laughs> Hey, if it was video game themed or at the, you know, the Universal Super Mario oh Park, God, that would that be relevant. food is so cool. It is so cool. I was wondering what the little muffin mushroom was. Yeah. It's a soup bowl, a bread bowl. I knew, yeah, I figured. Very cute. Man, it's and all then one of the in. one of the hamburgers or whatever has a little Mario hat. Yeah, and it it's looks great for yeah. like park yeah. food. It and, looks like the kind of food that you make to photograph for advertisements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like not real food. And you is. also, you just know that like, it's total like cafeteria food, right? So it's not, it's not good. And, I, and maybe it is really good, but I'm just saying like, it's going to be a dry, unsatis- yeah, it's going to be a dry, unsatisfying burger, but it's going to look yeah. incredible. Mm. 
Well, that's, you're going to keep that part. little Mario burger hat and remember yeah. everything with a lot of fondness. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is really excellent food, but like you know, it's it's a theme park. We took sure. those photos. It didn't like look that our, bad though. Yeah, like yeah, our, our IGN JP team, right? Yeah, yeah, IGN Japan got to go there, so you'll see them in the photos making very cute poses <laughs> against all of the backdrops. And yeah, they went to the, they took pictures of the merch, of the food, they tried out everything. You know what we missed? The stage show, which I didn't know existed hmm. until I mm. saw people posting them on Twitter. And cool. it is really, really silly. But I mean, it's like, you know, none of us would ever want to experience that if you went to that park. But it exists, just like Disneyland yeah. stage shows. I don't know why they exist. I guess and Miyamoto went to the opening. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he was there to cool. briefly present and kind of inaugurate the opening. He designed toys for it. Yeah. And he's a toy designer. I mean, that was what he was doing yep. originally is ergonomics. Everything full circle. Yeah. <laughs> I, in many, many interviews, he said he'd like to be a theme park designer if he wasn't making video games. So That's it, interesting. Uh, I wonder why if not he though? did get to be part of that uh, for the park. Well, they mentioned that they tested a lot of the designs in a VR version of the theme park, cool. which is interesting. So I see a future in which they actually publicize, like they allow that to the public for people eventually, because obviously that would be difficult to get attendees if you could just do it digitally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I read that um, one of our stories on it, uh, it shows that they're able to experiment, make tweaks, add new characters and whatnot um, through a VR version of it. Imagine- Especially helpful in lockdown. Imagine how cool a playground designed by Miyamoto would be. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, 11 years ago this week, uh, Perfect Dark HD arrived on Xbox Live Arcade. Ooh. I know. So what I think is crazy is like at that time I reviewed that for IGN and I was like, man, I'm revisiting this Nintendo 64 game that I haven't played in years, but I think we're further out from that now than we were, than I was from the original release when I 
you know, reviewed the yeah. HD version. Yeah. Oh, man, I, don't even, so. I don't even know that Perfect Dark got a re-release. I had no idea. I, don't, I mean, that was kind of a big deal. Um, that was when, It doesn't yeah. seem like it. I, I, I played the Banjo-Kazooie really, really on yeah. uh, Xbox yeah. Live, and it was cool because it was like widescreen, yeah. Yeah, super high, high frame rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Perfect yeah. Dark was followed by Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I played that Perfect Dark HD and um, did not enjoy it. Oh no, <laughs> doesn't hold up. I just, I, I just, I think Perfect. I love Perfect Dark. I'm a giant fan of it, but I think it's a product of its time, and it was hard to go back to in a more modern context. Hmm. It's not hard for me. I played it recently, and I still enjoy it. But it is like a much slower paced shooter than what you know s- someone who's used to modern shooters would, would would be expecting. But that actually works for me. Uh, yeah, you're a slower paced guy. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty chill. I also think video games have like dumbed me down. Like I, I, I was lost a lot. I couldn't yeah. figure out where to go and what to do. And like, I think games are more streamlined now and like have trained you to sort of like, that's true. Huh. you know, just Not go here. Yakuza, as you well know, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that game barely tells you anything, honestly. Uh, 12 years ago in 2009, we got GTA Chinatown Wars. I never played it. Oh man, what did you think of that, Damon? I liked it at the time. I played the a lot. I really liked it, and I thought it was really stupid. Why? It was just more I, like I, the older style GTA games. Yeah, and yeah, I uh, was there another one in that series too? Yeah, there was a second one. I was just going to say that. Are you sh- are you sure about that? that yeah, came they made to, a second top down one that came hmm. to DS. Yeah, maybe Vita. Uh, or sorry, PSP. PSP had some just straight up uh, San Andreas mm-hmm. style. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, um, I remember Chinatown Wars. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I think I, I'm I'm discovering in my life that like I think top down shoot 'em up style games are just like brawlers for me, and that they do not hold my attention. Gotcha. You probably shouldn't play Enter the Gungeon. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> As far as Same looks huge. Like Same's tails all big. look how big Same is. She's a pretty petite cat. You you know she's not. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's a petite kaiju. Yeah, she's she's not petite. Lion's petite. Look at that small thing over there. Yeah. Look, look, they both have a white chair. chair. <laughs> I think I was, I was, she's gonna fall blinking at each other now. I think Same's the happiest I've ever seen a cat ever. While being, being held, held for sure. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. <laughs> she's gonna fall asleep. She's so chill. Is it the camera being, or the lights being bright or something? Maybe, yeah. Maybe she's squinting, actually, because of the light. That's good. Um, good. I was wrong about Chinatown Wars, by the way. I was sure that they made a second one of those, but Wikipedia says no. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't remember that. I remember it being a standalone thing. It was unique at the time for being an M-rated game on the DS. Oh, yeah. There weren't too many of those. And then that same year, the same week, and also on DS, we got Suikoden Tiaklis. Which I remember being, yeah, a new Suikoden game <coughs> that we were all making a big deal about how hard it was to pronounce, and then Pear showed up. It's actually Tiaquis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it killed the franchise. Yep, it did kill the franchise. Although I think we, I think IGN scored it well. That was a Mark Boson joint. Gave it an eight yeah. something, I believe. But now they're now the the original the OG team is back together with the Kickstarter with Ayudin Chronicles. I backed it. But how long ago was that announced? Is that actually still on track? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I think, I don't think it, like, there's there's two flavors of video game Kickstarters. One, where the game is, like, done, and it's basically, like, marketing, um, and they're like, help us finish the game and get it out the door. And I'm like, no, yeah. you're just like, this is just pre-orders for your game. 
And then this one, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they'd done anything. Like, I don't think they'd hired anyone or made a team. I think it was truly like, we want to make a video game. See us in four years. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's more that flavor. Got it. I've never played any of the Suikoden games, although I'm sure. Oh, dude, they're so good. Sure they're so like good. Yeah. Um, a selling point of Suikoden 1 is that it's short. It's like 12 hours long. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play them today. What's the easiest, best mm. way to play them? But That is a cool yeah. boy. That's a good question. Yeah. They're PS1 games? Yeah. Yeah, they came out on, gosh, PS3 and maybe 4, and then I don't know if you can play them on PS5. Mm. Good question. See what happens. (laughs) (laughs) See what happens. Uh, And then one more game in 2008 this week, Rainbow Six Vegas 2 was Mm. out. And I loved both Rainbow Six Vegas and Vegas 2. I have a put in a disc and see what happens story. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I still haven't solved this, so maybe the uh, the scoop community can can weigh in. Scoop community. Um, yeah, my sister <laughs> for a birthday of mine, she uh, has been in bands and stuff like that. She she made a recording. She like it was like just one on one CD, kind of like those new things where it's like this is only exists this one digital copy of it. And her and her band like made like a, a recording of this Velvet Underground song I like a lot, and she sang it, and it was really sweet. And then she gave me that, and, and she was like, asked me about it recently. I was like, of course, I still have it. You know, that was a really sweet mm-hmm. present. And I was like, oh, God, I hope I still have this. I hope I still have this. So she doesn't listen to the show, so it's all fine. Um, <laughs> and so I start going through, uh, you know, old stuff, and I found it. And I have nothing to play it on. No CD player? Nothing. Yeah. Not nothing. even in your yeah. car? No. Yeah. N- uh, at the time, my car had a tape player, yeah. which ruled. <laughs> um, but, what about uh, an old game console? Uh Yes, I do have old game consoles, but they're more inaccessible than my new game consoles. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, shouldn't you be able to play an audio CD on the Xbox One X and a PS5? That, that was a controversy with the PS4, too. Google that. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, but, I can't. <laughs> but if you put it in, you they actually have, like, this software that's, like, CD play. I don't know. There's, like, stuff out there. And, like, a third party probably could do it. So I started exploring that and doing that. Um, I know the story is getting a little bit boring, so I'm going to stop telling it. But man, I cannot play that CD anywhere at all. No, I There's remember a, reading like maybe because it's a CDR. I mean, I don't know. So game consoles, if they want to have the ability to play back audio CDs, they have to pay money to like mm. whatever audio CD oh. consortium to be like an authorized That's playback device. I'm, like, I'm sure it's cheap as heck. It probably costs them, you know, sixty cents. Like it's not extensive. Yeah. But then if you're selling. 100 million consoles that's mm-hmm. a decision that costs you 60 million dollars over like the lifetime of that console and so you don't think it's like the lasers now are too fast <laughs> no i don't anyway um see I've, I've thought about that with uh when i was moving into this place i found my very very original uh world of warcraft uh <laughs> like just box and the game came on five cds cd roms oh, that's, that's from that's from 2003 or four. Like mm-hmm. that's so old. And I'm like, what would happen if I put that into a computer today? Would it like, would it ping some blizzard server to like install? Wow. Like what would possibly happen if I did that? <laughs> put it in. Keep telling you guys. <laughs> we need to know the resolution a, of this. What do you have to lose? Maybe the, the C- maybe the CD deep in that drive just wedged <laughs> in there. Yeah, I mean, I have I have laptops and desktops, none of which have a CD drive. Oh yeah, so. you can't do it. Like, yeah, same issue, huh? Yeah. Yep. Speaking yeah. of old games, I have bounced off of Skyrim 
because I took I took too many days off from it, and when I came back yeah. to it, I was like, ah. But so I started playing another old game that's also on Game Pass and also from Bethesda. And anyway. we're gonna guess it right now. No, you don't it's, have to guess it. It's Fallout Four. Wolfenstein. No, it is Dishonored, the first oh. one. Oh, that's a great game. Yep. And so it's a game that I played when it first came out and beat it, but haven't played since. And so uh, this time around, I'm playing. I think you'll appreciate this, Sam. I'm playing through through it and following along in the IGN guide. There's all sorts <laughs> I, of secrets <laughs> that I missed the first time around. All sorts of like runes and bone charms. So now I'm just oh, going on sentence by sentence in the guide, just getting everything and letting it lead me everywhere. And it's yeah. a really fun way to play through a game. I helped that yeah. guy a little bit. You have to really walk out on things and like really yeah. like go like break kind of the geometry of the level and go. That, that's a cool way to do collectibles. Good it's game like the, to play. Uh, it's like the skulls in Halo are hidden in a similar Dude, method. One of my favorite sets of collectibles in any game ever. I, I like if I could tell developers something, it's put in cheats or put in cheats that are like skulls where you have to find the cheat and then activate. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And some of the later Halo games, you had to like do it in this like short amount of time, kill an invisible enemy that's like across the map that you shouldn't be able to, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good way of taking an approach to replaying a game too. Like I was thinking about that around yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn coming around to the the mm -hmm. play at home um program. It's just like you get to spend a little bit more time. There isn't any sort of rush because we're gonna talk about it on Game Scoop that week yeah. of, the, of its release, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Damon. Yeah, <laughs> ruining all of our video gaming experience. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, no, but Tina, you're exactly right, and that's exactly what I was going to say. We're like everyone's welcome to play a game however they want if they want to use a guide the first time around. But that's not the way that I'm willing to play a game. I yeah. like to you know go into it fresh. But it's such a fun way to replay a game of mm -hmm. just like, yep, tell me exactly what to go and how to yeah. get yeah. as powered up as I can be. And yeah, yeah you have a totally different strategy and approach. Like for a first time playing, I want I want that discovery. But mm -hmm. if I'm replaying something, it's for perfection. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've already gone like through the business of like fumbling my way through Dishonored. Now I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not looking for like a challenge this time. I just want to revisit that game world, and also uh, following along with the guide, you experience more of the game than you would have just on your own. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Mm -hmm. That's why people originally got into writing guides, uh, not not the big print strategy guides, but facts. And yeah. when I was uh, first starting at IGN, we were a huge fact site. Like what we just had, you know, tens of thousands of facts submitted all the time. And it was because people just wanted to like further push the boundaries of a game and explore it. And then, you know, write about it. I think that was like a cool product of the early 2000s. That became wikis. Mm -hmm. And then now uh, there's not a lot of people doing kind of like compositions around games, mainly like people participate in discussions and message boards and stuff like that. And in those, you go to Reddit and it's like sometimes there is like a achievement thread or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Uh, notably for, for Yakuza Like a Dragon, there, I've read a bunch of guides on like business management uh, and how to how to best to, to maneuver around that. But they give you the most like all of the guides out there so far that I've seen just give you the top line. Like this is how it functionally works, which is super necessary mm -hmm. because apparently if you're familiar with Yakuza, that business management sim is in all the games. And it's oh, it's got this like color coded system where you need a certain uh, classified employee for certain classified shareholder of uh, classified shareholder meetings. Cause like, you know, green beats, red beats, blue beats, green. I think I have that memorized now, but you would never know that just playing the mm -hmm. game. So you need a guide for things like that, but actually I'm writing my own tips and I may share wow. it with you, Sam, so we can put <laughs> it in our guide. Cause I have, I have mastered that thing at this point. That's, that's really weird that they'd make an arbitrary 
rock, paper, scissors thing. I mean, like even Pokemon's usually fits together, except for some of them, which are really mean, like birds are weak to rocks. Like, don't hit birds yep. with rocks. <laughs> but like, technically speaking, it's accurate. But yeah, yeah, it is accurate. <laughs> uh, bug, bugs are weak to flying. So there you go. No. Um, but yeah, this like I, I, there needs to be some kind of logic. So it's, it's it is silly. I mean, Fire Emblem's kind of like that too. It's like, why are axes strong against spears or whatever? Like, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it adds to a strat- strategy element, and then there are like point levels to each of the employees. So when you use them, you're spending action points essentially because it's kind of like a turn based um, combat uh, in mm. a business element. Um, but there's a lot of other things that they don't suggest. Like, for instance, you can, okay, I'm getting too deep into this, but really quick, you can put three employees <laughs> per property, but I've actually found it to be more lucrative to only do two employees per, and nobody says that in any guide. So maybe I have it wrong, but there's a bunch there's of other, chance. yeah, there's a bunch of other little, little pieces of strategy like that, that I've played around with. We'll have like, to delete this and make that an exclusive. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Damon, uh, how happy are you right now that you can make an episode where you give us zero guidance and mm-hmm. zero plan for the episode, mm-hmm. and then we just take it for you, and you just lean back there with your cat. It's great. It's great. That's why. That's why, is- at the beginning of this, I got really scared. He's like, "Okay, this episode's going to be great, but I got to tell you, it's been a slow news week, so we're going to be leaning on." And I'm like, "Please don't say Sam, Teen, and Justin. Please don't say <laughs> Sam, Teen, and Justin." And he was no. like, "The listeners, you're going to lean on the listeners." Yeah. So let's yeah, check fine. in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Dave from Cardiff, UK did. And he says, hi to the world's only video game podcast. I recently downloaded Days Gone to my PlayStation 5. Uh, Whilst playing, I found myself getting excited for what follow-ups to this game could be like, rather than the game itself. Some of the systems are interesting. The game world is nice, uh, but the main plot, uh, the game is undermined by a lack of depth feels quite empty, can be very samey. Have the Scoopers had a similar experience with any titles where the promise of future excellence has been the exciting element? And can they think of any series that went on to deliver on their early potential? Hmm. So I think there, hmm. there's an obvious one that always comes to mind when people think about this, and that's Assassin's Creed 2, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I was just going to say. The original's the original's good. The original's totally good. I mean, but we gave it a, yeah, I think we gave it a seven. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, um, but then the sequel is the one where, like, it's the definition of like this game has potential, yeah. and then and then the sequel realized it. Mm-hmm. But it's like usually for playing a game, you're like, this game's kind of bad. Then I don't think like I can't wait for the sequel. It's going to be better because I think like there's not going to be a sequel. Like Days Gone, that would be a, a really strange decision to make a Days Gone sequel. Like, and frankly, it would be weird to make a Death Stranding sequel, right? Because those were both like really underselling games from that year, and I, I would be surprised if that happened, but. Is that, do we know that about Death Stranding? Not, Death Stranding? Sure yeah. That it didn't sell well? Yeah. I don't remember that being the case, but that's I didn't know if you, ha- if you know that to be true. That's true. Based on, and I can, I can base that on, you know, our internal metrics, if, if not yeah. external. We can always look up MPD for November of whenever that was. There's no way to know. Yep. I mean, <laughs> Damon, the way you'd bulleted out this question to us is different than the way that Dave and Cardiff oh, framed sorry. it. Did I, mis- of like, did I misinterpret it? Well, like the question of like, are there games that were like, eh, so, so, and then the sequel really hit a home run mm-hmm. is like, you know, different than like sequels that delivered on the promise of, uh, <laughs> or however it was phrased to us. Um, so I don't know. Now I'm trying to think. Well, sequels that realize the potential of the original. I'm quoting Dan. I mean, l- l- like, 
for me, the best video game sequel of all time is uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Hmm. It's incredible. Like, and obviously Mario 1 is incredible, but like Mario 3 has a map and you can turn into a raccoon and you can fly and you, like it's unbelievable. And then there's a giant world and a d- ice world. Like <laughs> compare that to the original Mario. Like I don't think there's sure. ever been a leap like it. But are you just sort of like um skipping over two? Super Mario yeah. Bros. two? Just because yeah. there's I mean so is Nintendo, technically. Yeah. Um <laughs> What about, uh, uh, I, I do remember people were split on Mass Effect when they were playing Mass Effect. And they're like, you know, like a lot of people liked it and then some people didn't. But I think everybody likes Mass Effect 2 and boy, did it build on Mass Effect 1. So That's I can true. see playing that and feeling it like more of a Days Gone experience where like, you know, there's some people that like that game, some people that don't. Instead of like a slam dunk that's like, I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, I was actually going to say Mass Effect as well, because the way that I interpreted that question was Mass Effect did a lot that was really amazing, but was also cumbersome in a lot of other ways, yeah. um, pretty pretty famously so. So to me, I think they really drilled down into what was special about the first game, which was its characters, bonding with those characters, and mm-hmm. the story in general, which obviously, too, they centered it around they like fundamentally centered the majority of the game around you're going on missions with your people and then you check in with them after the fact you're building on that bond and that relationship. So it, it drilled down into what, um, what was great about Mass Effect one without getting caught up in some of the, the complaints that people had around combat and, and exploration and, and the Mako mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's the obvious one. It's interesting Ooh. to think about games that had a sequel and then stopped there at two, especially in the contemporary era. That's mm-hmm. a, that that's pretty unusual. Um, one yeah. one is like a, this is a game that I know like I was surprised you got a sequel that was kind of like Days Gone, which was Prototype. Like when Prototype came out, is like really we're we're making a Prototype two, and I think people liked Prototype two better. But boy, then it just zapped out of existence after that. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic one and two. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot yeah. of duologies in games. I yeah. was um, shocked when we got Dark Siders three. That blew my mind. I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be a two game series. I think the other classic example, like Assassin's Creed, is also Street Fighter, and not I see like evolutions that's, from there. But like I was Street, Fighter Street Fighter Two, man, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Street Fighter Two is one of the most popular games of all time, but it's a sequel to Street Fighter, a game that yeah. virtually nobody remembers. <laughs> Whoa, that's I have really interesting. Um, what about the Elder Scrolls? No one ever talks about or thinks no. about Elder What's Scrolls Arena. Or, uh, Arena the is the first one, and really? Daggerfall is the second one. Arena um, sounds like a um, deathmatch multiplayer. Yeah, it doesn't game. sound at all yeah. like an RPG. And like the games are the the games are good PC RPGs, but they're honestly not that. Like I've never seen a franchise build on itself game after game after game like that. Like Morrowind is the one that broke through to the mainstream, and then Oblivion was huge, and then Skyrim was like one of the biggest games ever made of all time. Like that's exactly Fallout, though, right? One and two, and then three, and then and then people think well, New Vegas is the capital. Yeah, but except I think four fell off a little bit from three. Oh yeah, um, I mean they, yeah, that, that was the problem is that we should have got a sequel to Skyrim, but instead we got a sequel to Fallout. Mm. Still no sequel to Skyrim. And this but, is a little different, but oh wait, you guys go first. I was gonna switch topics. I was just gonna say with both those cases with Elder Scrolls and with uh, Fallout, their their popularity exploded when they came to consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Previously, there were PC games. Yeah, true. Tina. I was going to say um, kind of different because I feel like the first f- was a fully realized version of itself, but maybe two was more polished and, um, with Portal. And then obviously the introduction of co-op yeah. just like really took it to a different level. So that was a really yeah. cool 
jump into a sequel. Yeah, to. of course. I mean, Do you remember having the feeling that like um, Portal Two is a full AAA game that stood on its own, yeah. where Portal was a smaller experience as part of the Orange Box, right? Yeah, it was like an idea that was built built into mm-hmm. this like fully fledged a AAA like a, experience, like, as you said. Yeah. Like and then with the addition, mm-hmm, yeah. And then with the, I mean, it was still like really clever and great, oh, yeah, like great puzzles, great writing. Yeah. So retained all of that, just kind of blew it up in a higher production value. Um, and then the co-op was just a whole other level of an experience too. Yeah. So good. Portal two is, is uh, such a good game. Like so good. Portal, Portal one um, uh, from a storytelling perspective is um, it's kind of, it does this trick. It pulls the rug out from under you. And then it's about something different than what you think it's going to be about. And it's like, how do you build on that narratively? Like, how do you surprise people again? And then it manages to pull it off while also being completely immaculate from like a game design and puzzle design perspective, like. And music and writing and and acting. Just so funny. Well, that was the first game I can remember where I was like, I don't want a sequel to Portal. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. want that. Like, this exactly. Is, I feel like it's going to be a problem to have a sequel to Portal because it'll, you know, somehow taint my experience of Portal. Totally yeah. wrong. Yeah, like, I they ran out agree. of good puzzle ideas in the first one, but they, they made it, like, such elegant leaps into the second, uh, into mm-hmm. the sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it had those goos. It had the bounce one. Yeah. Ah. Yes. It's I mean, like, it yeah, is weird right. that the character is pulled back into the puzzle. That's There's fine. some weird that that's that is kind of stupid. Like the premise is dumb, but, but it certainly like, turns out. There's I don't think there's ever been a bigger mismatch between like uh, we don't need a sequel to this, and then it comes out and it's yeah. like oh we were very we, wrong. We this needed is this so sequel. good. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool when that happens. That was 2011, I think, one of the really really good years for games. Same year as Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I wanted to point out, and maybe Sam will agree with me on this, in terms of a sequel, realizing the potential of the original game or games would be Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, the when it went when it went three D. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think Vice City is even that again for another step for me from three. Yeah, I think. I mean, I played San Andreas like crazy, and I've tried the other ones, but I think Vice City is the only Grand Theft Auto that I can like say I I love that game. It's really really fun. And then. A question that occurred to me when we were talking about um, the Mario games on NES. Is Super Mario Brothers a sequel to Mario Brothers? Nah. I feel like the answer to that usually now is that Mario Brothers was a one-off and Super Mario Brothers became the series. Yeah, super. And like, that's actually like, we've spent a lot of time at IGN. Like, what defines a Mario game? Does this count as a Mario game? And actually, the core platformers all have Super Mario in the title. Sure. And so Super Mario is the franchise, in my yeah. opinion. And there was a sequel to Mario Brothers called Mario Clash on the Virtual Boy. On the Virtual <laughs> Boy. And Mario Clash is actually probably one of the better Virtual it's Boy cool. games. It's cool. It's just a Mario Brothers in 3D and no Super. Uh, this is John John from Pleasant Grove, Utah. And he says, last year I started a new job, which has given me a lot of time to listen to music, books, and of course, podcasts. I just started to... Uh, I, what job? I decided to start at episode one and make my way through the whole Game Scoop catalog. And once I made it to the 20 questions era, I decided okay. it would be fun to keep track of stats. That's like two years of audio. I'm still getting through the whole episodes themselves, only about 50 to go. But I've now finished the comprehensive video game 20 questions list. Real quick, here are a few notes that I've made during my listens. There are six Damon List episodes. Episode one, 12. 231, 493, 541, 542. He was missed dearly in each and every one. 
Thank you, John John. Oh. Big Tony style was first mentioned in episode 221. Oh my gosh. That was October of 2011, uh, predating Justin's first appearance by one episode. Oh, oh wow. Interesting. Uh, episode 446 gave us uh, Omega Cops, Camp Goose, a Scoop Gin, a Scoop Gym, Game Cop So, Sackum Goop. Sam brought a list of anagrams. Some stuck, others did not. Uh, as as the Omega Cops would say, as cop, as cop me go. As cop me go. <laughs> what was it? Sackum Goop? That one's sack good. Sackum Goop. Sackum sack Goop. <laughs> but, but he forgot one. Go mop a sec. That's oh, yeah. great. All right, hold on. Go mop a sec. <laughs> Nicely job made its first Games Go appearance in episode 457. It had originated a few days prior in episode 10 of Game Scope. Nice. Oh, mm. right about that. So here are some fun facts about video game 20 questions. As of episode 616, there have been 302 games of 20 questions played with a win, wow. win rate. Of seventy one point five percent. Oh, that's, that's really good. good. That's a really good score. Yeah, I thought this good. was going to be shame scoop. Well, no, 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 no. First, my, pa- my parents would say, "What happens to the other thirty percent?" Okay, that's, I forgot. <laughs> Justin and I both said that's pretty good, and Tina said that's a passing score. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's doubling down with parent shame. So now yeah. this is shame scoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I brought it. <laughs> I like it. 20 questions. We held to higher standards. You got to win every time. First appeared in episode 341. The first few 20 questions episodes had three games with each participant guessing their own game. I'm sure that took took way too long, I'm sure. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Do you you remember when I used to to troll CJ by making sure that he understood that winning was all that mattered in Game yes. Scoop and that we yes. didn't need topics. Yep. We didn't we didn't need him to like play the games or bring anything to the show, but he yep. needed to win 20 questions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been 19 games used twice. They are Mass Effect 2, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Masters of Terras Kasi, Alan Wake, <laughs> Final Fantasy 7, Hubert, Dragon's Lair, Gyromite, Maniac Mansion, Blaster Master, <laughs> Pokemon Snap, Lemmings, Mario Paint, Tenchu Stealth Assassins, Battletoads and Double Dragon, Flashback, Silent Hill, Paperboy, and Donkey Konga. And so these those- are just in Damon's brain. These yeah, are the yeah. games. Like, I can't That's believe his list. we did two. Oh, we did Cubert some- twice. I didn't remember <laughs> we'd already done Cubert. <laughs> when I did the Saboteur, someone said that it had been done before too. Yeah. They were wrong. Maybe. That's not on the and, list, right? Yeah, he's and, still 50 episodes back, so maybe he's still got to get... Yeah, that's true. That's one. fair. Maybe that's true, yeah. Maybe no, We would have done that from home. We would have... That wasn't... What about... Um, uh, we've had Blaster Master one more time since then. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I don't know if he's counting that one or not. That means yeah. we've done it three times. <laughs> well, but we got there. That was the experiment. That's true. That's, that's, true. Experiment. that's true. That's true. Three and a half. Your longest win streak was 13 episodes in a row. That's episodes wow. 431 to 443. The longest loss streak is only... As parents would say, what happened to the other one yeah. at 431? <laughs> but the longest loss streak is only four episodes. 482 oh, to 85. So that's good. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, that's a lot, though. Four weeks <laughs> in a row, Damon, you let this happen to us? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure I probably uh, took um, uh, pity on you and just did Cubert again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if those were listener picks because I don't think it's always been listener picks, right? They started at at the very beginning. It was me picking them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was it during the phase where we couldn't get across like 2D versus 3D? I don't know. <laughs> In that debate, that could be the reason why. Four weeks. Yeah, straight. it could be a reason why. And also, I feel like it, as punishment, we should not check in with the listeners for a while. Okay. Four okay. weeks. <laughs> The shortest round ever was seven questions. Episode 342, Justin Davis uh, came in with the win for Mike Tyson's punch out. Whoa. Seven questions. It's pretty good. That's really wow. fast. Yeah. We got it in seven? Yeah. But Didn't I, we, just get, we just got another one in the last, like, maybe two months in seven. I don't remember. We'll we, we, were much, we were much lauded for. Yeah. He says only nine games has ever been uh, guessed in fewer than 10 questions. Mm-hmm. And huh. there have been a total of 39 different IGN personalities that have played 20 questions over the years. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, Does that's he have win rates? Well, for each person, uh, he has some more data that I could dig into. That I, I, oh, I, bring up I was so excited. Oh. I thought he had win rates per person. Okay, I've got the email still. I'll pull it up for you right here. Well, we don't, I mean, we can move on. I just like it doesn't have to be a part of the show. I also I'll just want to see Damon's email. That's the best yeah, thing after hearing about our lunches. Right here. Justin, your name occurs nine times in this email. Let's oh, see. Oh, Sami's back. There's a cat here. Yeah, she's, she's here. Been there. Uh, Justin has played the most games, 237 times. Wow. Sam is second, 231 times. Tina, 77 times. Wow, that's a, those are big numbers. Yeah. Although yeah. Justin has six more games under his belt, Sam has the most wins at 168. Oh. One more than Justin's 167. That's wow. okay. Come on. So there you go. Un- unsurprising. Tina has, Tina has, <laughs> it's, it's not even different. Those are ties. Tina has 54 wins out of 77 games. So That's oh, wow. such a good win rate. Yeah. I would yeah. not have guessed that. <laughs> well, what's what's if, okay, well, I'm going to do the math to see what what the that right. newer no, rate. No, I, no, I, I don't, I don't need do to know the math. my win rate. Impossible. I'm okay without knowing right. my it's, kill death ratio. All right. It's impossible to do that math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I have not cared in first-person shooters, and I will not care in this, in this game either. No, it's because it's because Tina plays the objective. It's not about the KD ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus it's a team win, really. So it is really a yeah. team win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, with all that said, that brings us to this week's video game twenty questions. <laughs> Our suggestion comes from Ryan in Schenectady. Let the questioning begin. Mm-hmm. I'm still reeling about that data. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. Um, I do got to go, though, because I got it's my turn to make dinner tonight. Um, so you better do it in under seven questions. Yes. Yeah. Six questions. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Did this game come out before January 1st, 1990? No. That's the most serious start Justin's ever had. Yeah, you're right. No messing around. He's like, this is a challenge now. <laughs> I couldn't um, remember all my goof-em-ups. Is this available on Switch? Is this available on Switch? No. Is this a sequel? No. Should it have been? No, just um, what its uh, potential? I've been fully realizing. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Could it have been improved upon? Um, do we... Uh, is this game a multiplayer? Yes. Uh, did this game come out in the 2000s? No. That's five. It's 90s multiplayer? Wait, no. I, does Damon count 2010s as 2000s? We, I would, with the way that I phrased the question, I meant it between the 2000 century. and 2010. Oh, no, that's the, what you the meant? De- the decade. Which one I did meant. you answer? 2000, the I, 10 years? 
Yeah, yes, I answered the decade. Oh my gosh. All right, so it's 90s or teens. Great. No, but I, I already asked about 90s. It's yeah, not, he it, said no. Yeah, so it's a modern I thought you said before. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you said before 1990. Before 1990. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Is this a 90s uh, game? Yes. Oh, good thing Ooh. we clarified that because I, I heard what you were thinking, apparently, John yeah. Justin. Yeah. It's funny, <laughs> Tina, that you and I were wrong in the same way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One, and the clarification, I was wrong on what you were asking. Yeah. yeah. We, we got there. What, what, we got there, yeah. See, teamwork. <laughs> is, this com- is this a competitive multiplayer game? No. So it's so cooperative. No, no races. All we know so far, multiplayer 90s game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but and not first... competitive multiplayer. Mm-hmm. That's no actually such a good clue. How many co-op games were there back then? Yeah. Not a lot. Uh, uh, was this, on, was this on, on the Super Nintendo? No. Uh, um... Mm-hmm. And it, the question about sequels before I started making jokes and not listening anymore was that it doesn't have sequels or that it isn't a sequel. It's, it's not, it's a, not sequel. a sequel. So it's possible that it's still part of a franchise. Okay. Uh, well, now I don't know if I want to burn a question on Genesis. It's not on the Super Nintendo. It yeah, could be on I mean, the N64. I don't feel like there are that many 16-bit co-op games. Yeah, I mean, that, that's accurate. Um, is this a 3D game have 3d graphics <laughs> <laughs> um hmm, hmm. Google. i don't i don't okay we're on eight, we're at eight does it use polygons to make the, the damn game i'm, I'm looking mm. up is this is this you have to look it up because you don't know the game because that would be a great clue for us yeah Okay, yeah, yeah, it's still a little, it's kind of 3D. <laughs> I think the answer is that it's kind of 3D. Kind of 3D. Kind so of. We'll get the stats on how many times you didn't answer a question with answer <laughs> no very soon. Yeah. 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 The, the thing that stresses me out about those stats is like uh, you only go through the whole se- the, all of the GameScoop Pantheon once. So yeah. it's like, what if there was some stat you wanted to know that you mm-hmm. didn't gather? Yeah. Like, then you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to watch them all again. And, yeah. yeah. Like, or you just got to keep them in here. You got to have a mind palace. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, have uh, uh, does this game, did this game come out on a compact disc format? It did eventually. And that's 10. I don't like that. Mm. Was this game was, on Sega CD? No. Oh, man. Was this game on N64? No. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> so it's, it's, it's probably, a PlayStation or Saturn game. But it's not on a CD. It's not on a disc. He said it did eventually, but that implies that it didn't originally. Was this an arcade game? Yes. Oh, mm. there it is. Could be Turtles. Yeah, is this a brawler? No. Oh. <laughs> Darn it. Co- co-op arcade game. Or non-competitive multiplayer game. That's not I guess uh, it's co-op, right? It's a co-op, yeah. That's not a that's that's not a brawler. Yeah, this is this not a brawler. shooter? Yes. Yeah. It's oh, there it is. Oh. It's time crisis. <laughs> well, it could uh, be a top-down shooter or a light gun shooter. Yeah. yeah. I love is it light, light gun shooters. Is it a light gun shooter? Yes. What? Okay, what was okay, the one okay, you were okay, just okay. talking about? Time crisis. Mm-hmm. But, but, Time crisis and then House, House of the Dead. 
Do we only have four oh, questions last... left? Three questions and a guess. Is it made by Namco? No. Okay, so it's not Time Crisis. Could be House of the Dead. That's Sega. Or, or, else makes... or it could be Lethal Enforcers. I don't know. Who made Lethal Enforcers? <laughs> a claim or something? <laughs> um, okay, okay. I have no idea. Um, we could ask if there are zombies in it. Yeah. Well, or okay, go ahead. But we only have two questions left. That's fine. So we got to be precious about it. Yeah. Or, or just, or there's just also don't. virtual cop. Remember that one? There's, there's absolutely no consequences for getting it wrong. So it will be, this will be tracked somewhere in data. Yeah, it goes true. on your permanent record. Exactly. Oh, virtual <laughs> cop and House of the Dead are both Sega, right? The permanent record. It's such a scam. <laughs> It's not no, a thing. It, if you were a kid listening to this show, the permanent record is not a thing. You don't need to worry about that. It's true. Um, uh, that's nice. what Virtual, Co- Virtu- Virtual Cop was also Sega. Or, yeah, I was thinking if it's part of the Virtua series, though, isn't that all like... No, that's all Sega. Okay. I'm debating over whether we should ask zombies or whether we should ask if Sega made it. I'm going to I'm gonna leave it up to Tina. She's got such a good win rate. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Now the pressure's on. Are there zombies in it? Technically, yes. Technically. What? What does that mean? Yeah. So, like, I guess you don't engage with them and they're just in the background? What does that mean? Or, like, the game takes place in a post-apocalyptic zombie world, but you don't actually fight them and you fight other things? Maybe Damon's messing with us and the answer's just yes. (laughs) And he's like, technically, yes. (laughs) Well, oh, it could be like a Resident Evil game in which, like, they're not. Zo- no, that wouldn't make sense. It'd have to be like I feel like the storyline would be zombie centric. I mean, maybe Lethal Enforcer's final level or something, or or what's the Revolution yeah. X? That probably has zombies in it. That's like a. That's not like gun though. Yeah, then maybe or it's um, like a singular okay. level or a singular enemy or something. Or maybe oh, it's a. Sing- uh, there's the Terminator games. Those are like gun games. <clears throat> Maybe it's one of those situations where technically anything that comes back from the dead is a zombie, even if it's not depicted as like a horrible zombie. Yeah, but if it was like a vampire or something, he would have said no. There's also Mad Dog McCree. (laughs) Did that got Damon? I like that. Do we have Uh, one question and a guess? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think we're going to. Should we say if we mentioned the I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't think we mentioned it. I don't think so either. 90s light gun game. I don't know. Operation Wolf. <laughs> Did that have zombies in it? It's not light gun. Maybe it's, it doesn't it have that big machine gun. It thing? has a big. It has a big gun. And there's also crossbow and oh, um, chiller. That might have been from the 80s. The technically yes is really tripping me up. Maybe you are a zombie. Something like that. What about the 3D graphics part of this, guys? Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. I've been picturing all the all wrong games. It couldn't have been any of the Time Crisis or Virtual Cop games or any of that. Oh, is this a horror game? Uh, no, that's not the bucket you'd probably drop this in. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our journey. Is there a guess, oh. or I, I could reveal the answer? I want to make a just... guess. It doesn't sound like we've we've. Uh, We've hit the nail on the head exactly. I completely um, forgot about the 2D, 3D thing. We should ask if it was licensed. The 2D, 3D <laughs> thing is disturbing. Um, I'm a, uh, uh, um, uh, is it, I'm just going to make a guess, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Is this Revolution X? No, it is not. Ah. But you guys did miss maybe the biggest light gun game of the 90s. It's Area okay. 51. Oh, oh yeah. That had zombies in it? The al- humans will be resurrected by aliens to attack you. Okay. okay. So it was the resurrection thing. And yeah. uh, that's me- a great 20 questions game. I, I'm happy <clears throat> to be added at for that and also uh, beaten. That and we, enemies- I would have never had. Enemies and explosions are 2D digitized video sprites, while the levels and vehicles are, pre- are pre-rendered in 3D. Oh boy! Oh boy! But that's yeah. that's like Super Nintendo 64 did that same thing. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Definitely, definitely 1995, published by Atari. Yeah. Atari. Okay. Yep. Developed sure. by Mesa, Mesa Logic, which I assume mm-hmm. is not around anymore. Ported to it's PlayStation right. and Saturn. It's pronounced Mesologic, and that's why they're not around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tina <clears throat> Ryan from Schenectady uh, said he picked the game because you you had brought up Light Gun Games last episode. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Even though we didn't get it this time around. <laughs> yeah. Really. That's... Thanks for nothing. So uh, <laughs> we won't be checking in with the listeners for four weeks now. Wow. Four weeks. Okay. <laughs> that means uh, that means you're gonna have to plan a show or two, Damon. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> We'll see what we can do. That is all the scoops we have for this week. It's Justin's turn to make dinner tonight. So we got to go. Thank you, Justin. (laughs) Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Uh, Thank you to Tayo working behind the scenes. My name is Damon, and this is Same. This is IG Game Soup, and we are me out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.